welcome again to Highly Questionable. This man is here for his insights. We have flown him in. We will see if those insights are worth the price of that ticket. He's Dominique Foxworth. He played in the NFL. What do you like on the show today, Dominique? Oh, I'm so excited about predicting what happens when you add Jimmy Butler to already contentious stew down in Houston. So far, the insight not worth the plane ticket. Dale, papi. Do you expect the NBA to follow through with the changes they have talked about? Basketball is progressive. You've seen in baseball, they refuse even while their customers are getting injured to put up foul netting that will protect their customers because they hold on to things from the past. And you've seen what's happened in that sport as viewers have gone away and viewers have gotten older and older and its constituency is literally dying. You have basketball saying, no, 82 games is too many. And maybe in a couple of years, what we will do is we'll cut back to 50 plus regular season games, have a midseason tournament like they do it internationally and soccer and make it more fun and interesting and furthermore and this is a place where they're dealing with bodies and they deal with bodies successfully the physical toll on our players at 82 games might be too much so we're going to listen to our employees we're going to stop with this load management stuff and we're going to make the games matter more everyone is here for that yeah, I like it because normally when you make these type of decisions, that there's a give and a take. There is some loss in, in decisions like this, but it doesn't seem like there's any loss here because you go from not only giving a potential opportunity for players to be more rested and healthier and avoid some of the catastrophic injuries that we've seen this season, but you also make some more high-profile games that are more interesting to watch. How many of us are tuned in to all regular season games in the middle of the season? If there's a tournament in the middle of the season, I'll watch that. And then at the end of the season, I have healthier players and I don't have to worry about it being a war of attrition and the champion being possibly the most healthy team, not necessarily the most talented one. One of the interesting things about this, though, in the back rooms is to wonder how it is that this goes over with your television partners who are spending billions of dollars to get ratings on those regular season games. I'd be interested to hear the specifics on how basketball intends to reciprocate with partners that it has already made deals with on 82-game seasons. Yeah, but the 82-game seasons is not necessarily what the what the TV partners are looking for. They're looking for a number of games to be televised. They don't care how long the season is. They care how many high-profile games they get. So you can still somehow give them the same amount of games to televise nationally. That's different from the local markets. The local markets, they'll actually get less games. I'm not sure that big partners like ESPN will, at the end of the day, have less games, uh, high-profile games to televise for people to watch. So this is going to happen in about three years, you Couple know. Couple of years, yeah. I might be gone by then. You never really know. Really? Again with these dark turns? Where are you going to Where are you going to go? You're yeah. going to take a flight to New York or something? We mean you're going to be gone. No, he went darker than that. Not a flight. He's not retiring. Stop That's it. not what he was talking about. Yeah. He did it. Don't no. tell me to stop it. You're the one. He said gone. He didn't say dead. He said gone. Would Jimmy Butler going to the Rockets make sense for either side? It would if Jimmy Butler has no intention of being with the Sixers and the Sixers aren't going to get anything for having Jimmy Butler. The Rockets are good at attracting superstars. I assume they could figure out a way to get these three guys to play together because more talent is something that D'Antoni can use because maybe they can have a player who would win them a Game 7 instead of going 7 for 44 from 3 at home when they've got Golden State more vulnerable than we've seen Golden State state until this year yeah i think the best place from jimmy butler's perspective is in philly but i think if he goes to um houston he would be great there because what they need is someone who can close games as great as chris paul and james harden have been they haven't been the type of players that have closed games we've seen Jim, jimmy butler with the ability to do that he also is a phenomenal perimeter defender and there's this added bonus that he likes a little beef too and it appears that chris paul is someone who's always looking for someone to fight with i've played with players like this where they play better they're more comfortable when they have some contentious relationship 
championship. And as crazy as it seems, having another guy down there to match Chris Paul could free up James Harden to be the James Harden that he wants to be. So I like it as a move. I love P.J. Tucker limping into this discussion by saying, what difference does it make if we all hate each other? And furthermore, I argue with Chris and James Harden more than James Harden and Chris Paul argue. So he's basically saying the tension is even worse than you think it is, but it matters less than you think it does. I should worry his management feel about Andre Wadala's book tour. He is saying stuff. He said Mark Jackson has been blackballed. The title of the book, of course, is I was on the wrong side of the best defensive play in the history of the NBA. Here he is on The Breakfast Club. Everyone's feeding stuff in our head when Katie coming back, when Katie coming mm-hmm. back. And the fact that it's the finals. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Last year happened to me. Mm-hmm. I missed the last three games of the Houston series. It goes to game seven. We barely get out of that series. And now they're looking at me like, when you coming back? And I had a I had a fractured leg, and they but it's being put out there like he got a bone bruise. I'm like, no, it's fractured. But I, so I'm fighting with the team, I'm fighting with people, I'm fighting with the media. And then my teammates ask me every day, "How you feeling? How you feeling?" So with Kay, he getting it from everywhere too. Like, "How you feeling? How you feeling?" Not just from, you know, the, the team, but from family or from, uh, you know, people close to him, you know. This is our moment. This is our stage. You know, right. this don't last forever. And, and what they'd always say in sports, oh, he was a tough guy. He played through injuries. You know, you're, you're validated as an athlete if you win a championship or how tough you were. Mm-hmm. You know, if you sit out, it's like, ah, he's not tough. The Warriors deny this for the record. Kevin Durant has opted out today, and there are reports that he was unhappy with how his injury was handled. And there are worse times that Andre Iguodala could have done this, but only if he'd run on the court as soon as Kevin Durant was injured and started saying it. This is a terrible look for Warriors management, and he's not helping matters, but they kind of deserve it because they rushed some players back in the climate of pressure in sports, and they got the catastrophic results. Yeah, to be fair to Andre, the title of his book is The Sixth Man, but... It is all. It is true that the team has a history of lying, and I think that's true of all teams. But the problem is, me coming from football, we have a history of team doctors lying to us, the players. So it seems, at least in this case, if there's any bit of hope we have for their organization, is that they're telling the truth to the players, and the the unintended unintended consequences is that they get pressure from elsewhere. And that's something that I don't think that you can foresee, because your perception is, we'll lie to the opponent, it gives us an advantage. We'll lie to the media, because it's none of their business. But we'll tell the player the truth. But even if you don't tell their teammates the truth, then that pressure comes down on them. We've learned that we can ignore our family. We can ignore our friends. We can ignore the media. But when you walk into a locker room and you're looking at guys who you have fought with and who you know are going through stuff, and they look at you and say, so when are you coming back? And all they think is you have a bruise, you can't fight through a bruise, that's impossible for any player to overcome. I'm waiting for Kevin Durant's book to come out. It's going to be called F*** You, Training Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the point. That's I like a good it. Good book. I'd buy that. Yeah. I'd buy that. One page book. Does Marcel Ujiri decision decision? Wait a second. Does Marcel Ujiri decision to stay in Toronto make you think of ways to stay in too? I am stunned that the part of that he got wrong was decision, but he got Masai Ujiri's name right. This is a bit of a surprise in that Washington looked like a suitor here, but what this means, and you can't guess what Kawhi is thinking, you can't guess how much he wants to be back in Los Angeles, but Toronto is doing every last thing possible to ensure that he doesn't play on his third team in three years, which nobody wants to do, and making everything possible so that he doesn't become the first free agent to leave after a 
championship run. He is in a perfect position if he decides to go back to Toronto to be with a general manager who is gutsy enough to trade the most popular player for the Raptors for him and then got him markets all and got him pieces that he needed to be successful. Yeah, I think it does mean that Kawhi is likely to stay because one of those names you mentioned was Mark Gasol, who we all thought might have been finished. And the rest of the guys on that roster are aging guys. I think that this is a bad roster without Kawhi on it. And I think Masai Ujiri recognizes that he is never going to be more pop- popular and never going to be more attractive to suitors. There were reports at some point that the Wizards were going to offer him a percentage of the franchise. So he's never going to get offers like that again. And he knows that this is the time to move on if Kawhi's not coming back. Now, if Kawhi comes back, they can make another run, and then Ujiri, again, is more popular than any other GM and has a chance to make a a move. So I think he's smart enough to know that in this situation, you only come back if you can get that finals MVP back. The Wizards, they really thought that they could get this guy. They did think Expect Robbie Gould if we pull a Le'Veon Bell? We will see if this man who has emerged from the caveman culture of sports actually respects a kicker who says my family matters and because the 49ers have franchised me and I kind of want to have my freedom, we have reached the end point on player empowerment. Will you, America, be okay with a kicker sitting out because he doesn't want to kick where he's being told to kick? We will find out right now if this guy respects kickers at all. Well, while kickers are not football players... (laughs) Neither are coaches or general managers. So when you got leverage, you got leverage. And Robbie Gold might have more leverage than any other free agent in football because the Chicago Bears had one of the best teams in the league last year, statistically by most analytic metrics. But they did not go far in the playoffs because their kicker could not hit a field goal. And as we move the extra point back in an attempt to make kickers less important, they only become more and more important to this game. So Robbie recognizes how much leverage he has in part because they need him, but also in part because he doesn't need them. He's played long enough. He has enough money. He can walk away. So I like what Robbie's doing. I'm in full support of anybody using their leverage against a league or a team when they have the opportunity. One of the things that gets lost here is how lonely that particular job is. It's not just because you're practicing by yourself most of the time. It's because you're in a workplace where the other guys don't actually respect you very much. So the Pat McAfee's and the guys like this who can use their leverage to choose what they want, they're going to be lonely wherever it is they play. They might as well play where they want to. Yeah, it's a lonely job, but it's a great job if you can get it. And if you can make some big kicks and have some leverage over a team, you're in a good position. When I was in Denver, Jason Elam was so good at kicking field goals that he would show up 10 minutes before his period, not before practice started, 10 minutes before his period, go out, kick a couple extra points, get back in his car and drive home and then show up on Sunday to kick game winners. You know why he could do that? Because he was that good. I know what the Bears should do. What's that? They should bring back Cody Porky. Yeah. I tell you one thing. That guy, with that guy, you never knew what was going to happen. He kept the fans at the edge of their seats, you know. Is he going to make the extra point? Is he going to make that field goal? Oh, man, I tell you one thing. I remember the last kick, one of the last ones, that he hit the crossbar about three times, and I was at the edge of my seat saying, oh, it's going in, it's going in. And then the last second, he went out, you know what I mean? I tell you one thing, the fans, the, 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 the please stop telling us one thing. They got please, the money's worth. Jimmy, please just stop telling us any one thing. Oh, man. <laughs> Coming up next on my Soul Stevie show.
Oh, get that out of here. Damn, good. Time to play the game that has great hands. Do you question? Oh, unlike cornerbacks, he's got great hands. You give us topics and events, we question them. Do you question if Choyo Tani earned this RBI? All right, the Angels are up 4-1 to one here on the Reds. There's one out and a runner at second base. What happens here as Shohei Otani is batting one out? Oh, does someone for... Irvin. Jose Peraza in left field there, and he doesn't know how many outs there are. And is there a tag-up situation? Uh, <laughs> I feel like he did earn the RBI, though. He hit the ball very far to the opposite field. He deserves to get something for that. Does he not, Dominique? I mean, he deserves to get something, but I don't know that he deserved the RBI. The RBI, is, it stands for run batted in. This run didn't get in because of his bat. It got in because Parada can't think, right? Well, he batted, and the run came in. Did it not? He <laughs> batted, and the run came in. I don't think the run was a result of his batting. The but run was a result of the outfield not knowing what's going it on. It couldn't have happened without his batting. I tell you one thing. If I were that pitcher, I would have get off the mound, walk all the way down to left field, and yeah. beat the out of just that left field there, no? Just hit That's him with it. your glove. Right. What are you doing? That's right. This That's should be right. on That's your right. earned run That's average, right. not mine. Do you question if Jim Harbaugh should be proud of his son? He is very hyped up because Michigan is in the College World Series. Also, he is just generally hyped up when his sons are trick-or-treating. He makes them sprint around the neighborhood because they could get more candy and then come home and change their costume so they could come back and get yet more candy. He's very competitive. Here, he's pitching and running the camera in his backyard. Oh, there it is. You knocked there the phone right out of my head. You knocked That's the phone it. out of my head. He hit me in the head. You knocked the phone right out of my head. Home run? You, you were like the Lone Ranger. Your bullet knocked the phone right out of my head. Ohio State has been doing that to him for a couple of seasons. I mean, I think he should definitely be proud of his son. He's a great batter. But the question is, should his son be proud of his dad? Like, can the Michigan baseball team have one moment to shine without you trying to storm in there and take up all the glory? He's got to get his winning where he can get fall it. Fall back. Beat Ohio State. Maybe his son will be proud of him then. Can we look at this again? Is Harbaugh seated and pitching in a patio chair? Is that what we have happening here? The laziest pitcher in the world. Ah! You knocked the phone right out of my head. You knocked the phone. Yeah, that is what's happening there. That is what's happening there. I wish that had happened to me, but every time I threw you a pitch, you swung at me. Every time. And then I said, can we have the ice cream now? Can we have the ice cream now? Can we go back to the eating of the ice cream? Do you question if Marco Smart's celebration was warranted? He heard that Kyrie Irving was leaving his locker room and he celebrated something? Or is this one of those summer camp videos where Marcus uh, is with kids? Is that what we have here? Oh, get that out of here. Damn good. Ooh, push him. Step back. Give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. Finish him. Finish him. Finish him. Give it to him. Oh, privileged kids. Learn a lesson. You don't get it. Somebody's supposed to take it easy on you. If that was my kid, though, me and Marcus Martin would be fighting. Well, that's 
no fair. That guy pushed him. Marcos pushed him. Offensive foul, foul says right. Poppy. Let's yeah, see it again. Was right. that an offensive Replay foul? Replay on it. You know, that's on offensive foul. Bobby's coming in tell and you. saying that's a charge. That guy's a mean guy. Look that's at that. Charge. Right there, he pushed him. No, that, he had, there he <laughs> did push him. Poppy's <laughs> right. That was a push. He pushed off the kid's right. Oh, my God. Deserved that's, it. What a bump. What well, a bump. Kid need to learn a lesson. Get in the weight room, kid. Do you question if these kids should keep doing this? Poppy, do you know what it's called? One of those things that kids bounce on, that they like to bounce on? Do you know what the American... Yeah, what you call that? That uh, jumping uh, uh, bed or jumping something. A trampoline is the word. Let's check out with a trampoline here. A jumping bed. It is kind of a jumping bed. It's exactly what it is. Oh. Should they keep doing this? How high is he going to go? Whoa! Fantastic. (laughs) That is pretty good. They should absolutely keep doing it. No, they should not keep doing doing it. They are my kids, so... What kind of parent are you? (laughs) If that was my son? No, don't do it. (laughs) Those ain't my kids. Go ahead and flip around. Give me this great content. Don't hurt yourself. Well, that is not my favorite trampoline video. What do you have here? Oh, this is my one. This is the one I love. Look at this guy. He's a real no winner. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, oh. Yes, finish him. There it is. There it is. Oh, he got a little bit of elbow that dog did. Did not deter him, though. Highly questionable. This broadcast from the Clevelander Hotel on beautiful South Beach, Miami. Time to play the game that is psychic. See? Oh, no. Psychic? Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. You tell us what's on television. We tell you if we're intrigued or not. Tonight on ESPN, Game 3 of the College World Series, Michigan and Vanderbilt. Yes, of course, Vanderbilt won yesterday because they've got that giant freshman who's going to be a first-round pick, Kumar Rocker. He threw a no-hitter with 19 strikeouts. What happened last night against Michigan in a One, two-five two. game? For preventing Michigan his from doing season. It's interesting here, uh, Dominique. His arm strength seems to be down because he's thrown so many pitches this year. His velocity was down yesterday, and he's still doing this. And if he's got an arm left, it'll be drafted in the first round. But they're going to use all of that arm. My guess is he'll come out of the bullpen tonight if they need him. Uh, Dominique, are you intrigued? See, I'm very intrigued, but when a situation where you don't actually have to go to college, I'm not sure why a player like this would even go to college because you'll go into a system that is groom, that's built to groom you to play in the major league. So you won't have these type of situations. As for watching the game, there's stakes. I'll watch it. It's high stakes game. I'll watch it. What about you, Poppy? Are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. Are you kidding me? The best two words in the sports. Game, Game three. three. <laughs> yes. yes. You haven't heard that before, have you? Ah, three. It is. It's for everything. On Nat Geo, Yellowstone Live. I will watch just about anything that's documentary, animal related. He's more fascinated by the animals than even I am. This is the fourth of four nights. Yellowstone, what do we have? Majestic.
if they didn't have you, they had you on those Rams. They got you on those Rams. <laughs> Dominique, are you intrigued? See, of course I'm intrigued. I think I get caught up in all the animals from Australia and Galapagos, but we got beautiful ones right here. I'm taking a trip to the Yellowstone immediately. I thought that the geysers didn't deserve to be among the others there. The geysers were a bit minor league. Poppy, are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. They also call me Old Faithful too, you know? They do? I, yeah, I explode after every meal. <laughs> That's he right. That. Look, he couldn't That's get right. the joke That's out. Right. He loved that joke so much. See you later, everybody. <laughs> That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for watching. See you mañana. See you mañana. Speaking about old faithful, I gotta go. <laughs> wow. Coming down fast. <laughs>